Get some plantspiration from the plant chicks and their love of fruits and vegetables. Cue the intro. Welcome to The Real Deal, where we get real about what it takes to succeed. Whether it's wealth, health, relationships, or finding your purpose, we talk to the masters to uncover the secrets to defying the odds and creating your own rock star legacy. I'm Doug, and after working on multiple Grammy-winning records as an author, transformational speaker, and your personal translightenment coach, I'm committed to your growth and success. And now, here's the real deal. Here we go. Are you suffering from day terrors? Perhaps worse, night terrors. Can't sleep, stressed out. Maybe anxiety has taken over. Then go over to guidedhypnotic.com and download your free guided hypnotic meditation and bust your anxiety once and for all. Guidedhypnotic.com. The show has been brought to you by guidedhypnotic.com. I sponsor myself, so I just throw that in there. Just <laughs> <laughs> you have such a good speaking voice. You do. That's a great radio voice. I love it. Well, I have a face for it, so it works out good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let me introduce this illustrious group or pair of ladies at the moment. So this is the intro, and um, this is going to sound weird because if I read it verbatim, it's going to sound like I am Jackie and Maritia, but I am not. So let me uh, introduce... Your coaches, Jackie and Maritza, we help women who help women rock out with their brock out to live their best life. At Plant Chick Cheeks, you will find a community of women inspiring, supporting each other in their plant-based health journey. Whether you are plant curious, part-time plant chic, or plant-based pro, we've got your back. You will become the healthiest and most confident you've ever felt on the Plant Chic lifestyle. Want to know the best part? You will make lifelong connections and girlfriends in your Plant Chic's tribe. Community is crucial to health and happiness, and our tribe delivers. Welcome. We are so excited to have you part of this family, part of this show. Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for sharing your most valuable asset, your time, your wisdom, your, uh, your energy. So, um, shared, and did I pronounce it right? I know it's plant chic, but do you, do you go is the K would make it chick and the lack of K makes it chic? We're actually plant chicks because we're plant chic from the beach to the street. Oh, so I did it. I I screwed you all up. I I apologize. No, but we call ourselves plant chic too. Like it is, we are plant chic for sure. Because I didn't want to offend anybody with, uh, you know, calling you chicks or birds or whatever. I don't know what the, <laughs> the latest terminology is. So, share what is your what is your philosophy? What got you into this? Who are you? Where are you from? And like, just please let loose with your rock. I am Marcia Prince, co-founder of Plant Chicks, and. We help women get off diets and live a sustainable lifestyle. So Jackie and I come from the background, as a lot of most, a lot of, a lot of women do. Um, we basically have tried every fad diet out there. Like I grew up and my mom was doing fad diets, magic pills, uh, 
Info, she was buying things off infomercials she wasn't using. And back then we had DVD players. She'd buy like Richard Simmons and Buns of Steel and, you know, buy all these fancy gadgets, do it for two seconds, and then would be looking for the fountain of youth or the next fad diet. And every time she failed, she would go back to the standard American diet and just give up. You know what I mean? So she's done everything. And as a child, I didn't have an issue with nutrition or exercise, but I did watch her growing up. And I feel like when I hit 18 and I started getting out into the world, I was adopting my mom's philosophies. I was looking for the next fad diet. I was looking for the next diet pill, you know, what was trending out there. And at the time, you know, I was a skinny little stick, but I had this in my head that I needed to be on a diet. So here I was for from 18 to probably about 28, 10 years in this diet culture. And I was never happy. So I went from every low carb diet and I would yo-yo back to the standard American diet, yo-yo diet. Back Which to was the a food pyramid. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> <laughs> American food pyramid <laughs> to the next strict diet. And it was, and I, it, I was kind of like the mentality of most women is all or nothing. Let me get off all this processed food and let me devote my life to Adkins, devote my life to South beach, devote my life to this next fad diet only to be, you know, it would fail because it wasn't sustainable and, you know, I just thought, gosh, you know, what am I doing wrong? And, you know, just being young, I, every time I would bounce back from a strict yo-yo low carb to a high carb, then I started going from the little skinny stick to started gaining weight. It was like five pounds and seven and 10 and 15. For the most I've ever gained was 25 pounds just from, I, I would call it, I and mean, now I look back, I was binging. It was like I went so strict and then I went to binging, then so strict into binging, but you don't see it that way. And, you know, I feel like I connect with a lot of women because we are always the pressures from the media and society and what people say, it really does affect you. And, you know, you're just trying to live your best life. You know, as a kid, you don't know. But when you grow up, these things start coming out into your adulthood and you're like, oh my gosh. And it was kind of weird when I became a health coach, it's kind of things come full circle. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm actually doing my mom's work. <laughs> like what I watched my mom do her whole entire life has become my life's work, which is the craziest thing. And then I was set on my path to find this fountain of youth, which at the end of the day, it doesn't exist. It's about consistency, stability, and then eating back to the basics, eating real whole foods. So when I did this whole entire journey and found myself in my health coach journey, because I didn't know what eating healthy was until I actually become a health coach, started getting certified and educated and taking nutrition and exercise physiology. And I started learning beyond the aesthetics of the body. It was like, oh, I equated healthy with losing weight. That's what I equated it with. That was my mentality. And as I got into it, it was like, oh, it's boosting your endorphins, making you feel good. It's making your bones stronger. It's putting muscle, more lean muscle on you so you can actually, you know, just burn more calories. Like there was obviously the physiological aspect to it, like down to a cellular level, which it started sinking in. Because right now we train those women who have the mentality of, I got to be on a diet to lose weight. That's the number one thing. And it's like, oh my gosh, if we can get, change the mentality, the mindset, uh, and focus on non-scale victories versus the scale victory, because most people want to focus on numbers or a scale or six pack and that kind of thing. Jackie and I take the, do the psychology behind it and we just kind of unravel it. But this is how I met Jackie. So through my many years of dieting, <laughs> dieting I stumbled across 
probably my healthiest part was the fitness competitor for a while. So I eliminated processed food, but I ended up adopting a different fad diet. I was starting to be orthorexia, which is I was eating super clean. I would not touch any processed food. I was like, oh no, I'm not touching any cookies, processed or not. I was living this life of like extreme clean, clean. It was crazy. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to touch this. I'm not going to touch that. But it, it's still another fad diet. I wasn't having any balance. You know, I was saying no to outings and events and holiday stuff because I didn't want to get quote unquote fat. Because actually I was like, again, equating what I look like aesthetically with health. And that's not what it was about. So along my journey, I um, actually had kidney stones from these high protein diets. It was mm. like high animal protein, low carb, maybe moderate fat, but at the end of the day, they were all low carb diets. Do you ever get was, gout from it as well? Not gout, but I got kidney okay. stones over and over and over. And it was when I was a couple months into the, the low carb diet, not when I first started. It was like a few months into it because I was really dedicated to doing it. And then when I had went to the hospital because I had to laser my kidney stones, the lady noticed and said, hey, we get Atkins patients that do this. And I said, what? And she goes, well, yours is extreme. You're not Atkins because you're not eating bacon or cheese. You're eating like broccoli and, you know, and chicken. You know what I mean? She was like, yours is completely different. And she goes, but it's interesting. You're getting, you know, kidney stones just like our Atkins patients because we see that it's quite common. And I didn't know that. So then I started thinking, okay, they're eating all this high saturated fat with cheese and bacon and cheeseburgers with no bun, but I'm not doing any of that stuff. I mean, like organic chicken in my organic broccoli and we're getting the same thing. So at the end of the day, it really pointed out I needed to get my nutrition education because it was the low carb diet that was doing this. This is a very extreme high protein, low carb combo that creates these kidney stones. So by the third time, <laughs> I would basically have my kidney stones laser at the hospital, which was insane crazy. The registered dietitian said to me, she just said, I don't think this is healthy for you. And I think you should start eating lower protein and adding more fruits and vegetables to your diet. And for me, that was kind of insanity. I'm like, wait a minute. I equated protein equals more muscle and I'm super fit <laughs> and I'm not eating processed food. So I'm good. And she was like, no, 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 no. you like, I'm looking at your diet, you're eating a lot of cooked foods. And even though there are healthier options, you don't have lots, you know, any like more fruits and vegetables to nourish and heal and give you that, those antioxidants. And so she gave me this, this you diet. You guys do supplements as well? Was that something that you were doing then? And Yeah, back then I did a ton of supplements. I was doing pre-workout. I mean, I was doing protein powders. And then after my workout, I had something. I was on this huge supplement cocktail along with this high protein diet so yes i was like all into like this product says this so I, it should be doing this like carnitine you name it and then uh, she told me get off all the supplements go low car uh, sorry not low carb low protein higher carb which was shocking so sitting in her office she gives me this paper and then she's like here and i look at it and then i see vegan diet and i go vegan she goes, it's vegan. <laughs> I said, what? And I didn't know what I did. I've never heard the word vegan. This is 10 years ago. And I was like, I knew what a vegetarian was, had no idea what a vegan was. And she said, well, what I want you to do is eat more fruits and vegetables, lower protein, uh, no animal protein, but more beans. So she was transitioning to this diet. And what was, this is the craziest thing. At first I was shocked, like, oh my God, it has all those fruits and, you know, bananas are going to make me fat. Fruit's going to make me fat. All these carbs. Are all the sugar. Yes, that's what my mentality was. I'm like, oh my God, I had no idea. And she told me, she goes, 
whoa, whoa, whoa. She goes, just do this for 30 days. We can take your blood work to see where it's at. And she goes, because if you keep going on the path of this high protein diet, you're going to get kidney cancer or kidney disease. And it was, it was shocking to me because I was a health coach and I thought I was healthy. And here she was handing me on a platter that you're not healthy. Like, here you go. This is your your life right now and you're not healthy like you think you are. So I was like, oh. so that was my aha moment where I woke up and I said, you're absolutely right. I've tried every freaking diet in the world. What's another diet? So she's like, no, 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 no. Like, just try this. You can go back to eating meat after, but just try this for 30 days. And I did. I tried it for 30 days. She gave me a couple books to read about eating more raw foods. I started incorporating it more. And I absolutely loved when I get, got rid of meat. I absolutely loved how I felt. So mm. 30 days into it, I was losing inflammation, not per se weight, but it was inflammation. I didn't right. feel so bloated and all that, and my stomach wasn't as gassy. So, you know, obviously you go to the bathroom better and all that kind of fun stuff that comes along with adding more, you know, <laughs> fiber to your diet. And so I ended up adopting it, loved it, that here I am 10 years later, and I found out it wasn't a diet, it was a lifestyle. And that's Amen. how I met Jackie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jackie, were you on a similar uh, path? We have some similarities to our journey to this plant-based lifestyle, but also very different. So hi everyone, I'm Jackie Tarleton, co-founder of Plant Chicks. And my journey, I grew up in a middle-class family in Wichita, Kansas. My parents divorced when I was super young, like four years old. Dad got remarried right away. Mom got remarried like a year or two later. So I basically grew up with two sets of parents, which was amazing. and. The family that I lived with most of the time was my mom and my stepdad, and they were always into nutrition. Like, we would sit down for dinner, we'd have healthy meals, we'd always have some kind of salad and starch, but we'd always have some kind of meat with the meal as well. And my parents, we were they were just always talking about good nutrition, we couldn't have sugary snacks in the house, like, we, it was just like a healthy household for the most part. And I ended up going to college in Albuquerque, New Mexico got my degree in nutrition. And when I went to college, I decided that I wanted to be vegetarian. I'm not really sure how I came up with that. But when I called my An mom- An episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> 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 but when I called my mom, my mom wasn't surprised at all because she said that she would remember me sitting at the table and we'd have chicken and I'd almost be crying because I think of like little chicken running around outside. Not in our yard. I did not grow, on a far- grow up on a farm. I promise. <laughs> but- um, so I was in college studying nutrition, but one of the things that I found early on in life is I actually had high cholesterol in college. And as soon as I got my blood work back, I started, I was like, you know what, I'm going to change things up because I was eating a lot of dairy. I mean, I loved, loved dairy. Dairy was the last thing I gave up. But when I would like tighten up my lifestyle, I would be working out more regularly. I would cut back on the processed vegetarian foods then my cholesterol dropped down like it was within a normal limit or within a normal range. Well, after college, I ended up doing my dietetic internship. And this is the early 90s, so I'm a little <laughs> um, Did my dietetic internship, and the, my, the dietitian that trained me, she was vegan. I was vegetarian. I'm like, I'm not going to do that vegan thing. I, it was like too much because I love my dairy. But she introduced me to... Dean Ornish, T. Colin Campbell, Caldwell Esselstyn, these are like the big poobahs of plant-based nutrition. They're the doctors that have like paved the way to what we have come to know today as plant-based nutrition. And it wasn't called plant-based back then, it was just vegan. 
So after college, I ended up kind of like drifting away from the vegetarian a little bit because I got into sales and I have to back up a little bit too. I was a big drinker. I started drinking like at 12 or 13 years old, drinking alcohol. and I Which is not to- vegan. But, well, some of them are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> before my veganism anyway. Okay. <laughs> I got a pass, right? A hall pass. But um, I started drinking at a very young age and literally I had consequences from like my freshman year in high school. I had a DUI in college, like all these crazy things happened. But it still didn't, like, I'm like, ah, you know, it's like we're, we're kids, that's what we do, whatever. And when I got into medical sales, I kind of started eating some meats again. I went more pescatarian, and I would still try and eat clean. I would also work out. But my drinking really, really escalated. So I'm whining and dining physicians. I'm whining and dining myself. Like, my life kind of got out of control, but it was, I was having fun, so I thought, until I wasn't. And it was about eight years ago that I finally just had enough. Like I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired and I needed some changes in my life. And I ended up getting sober on May 15th, 2012. And little did I know, like I literally thought I was just going to quit drinking, but it was way more than that. I had to get to know who I was because Mm. I had like, I drank every night. I didn't drink during the day, but I would drink every night. So whatever was happening during the day, I could drink away all those emotions and feelings. So when I got sober, I had to realize, what do I like? What brings me joy? What am I enjoying? And I was doing for work exactly the opposite of what I wanted to do. So I was selling medications. I was selling therapeutics. I was selling different tools or diagnostics to doctors to help cure these lifestyle-related diseases. And I was, like, slowly killing myself on the inside. So... About four years into, or like literally when I got sober, when I'm getting to know myself, I'm realizing what my passion is, and it's lifestyle medicine. The foods that we eat, the activities that we put ourselves, immerse ourselves into, like exercise, the people we surround ourselves with, this can all make us healthier. Like we don't have to be on all these medications and all this stuff. So I started looking more into that journey. I got my well coaches certification. And I started attending conferences, the International Plant-Based Nutrition Healthcare Conference that physicians and dietitians from around the world attend, the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. I was sponsoring some of these concert, uh, conferences with a different company that I created. And it was about four years into my recovery, my best friend from high school, she came to town, her youngest son had just graduated high school. And they came to Key West, actually. And she was training for a fitness competition. Doug, I always, always, always wanted to train for, I always wanted to do a fitness competition, but I could never, ever do the training because you had to quit drinking and I couldn't. (laughs) That's what stopped you. Wow. (laughs) I promise you it it was. So when she was there, I'm like, well, shit, can I say that? Sorry. Yeah. You you can say fitness. Fitness. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I was like, all right, I don't have anything stopping me now. I'm not drinking. I've been sober four years. I was like, well, how can I find a coach that can train me doing this all plant-based? Because like Marcia said, like all the fitness competitors, they're like high meat, high animal products and some vegetables. And that was just not what I could do. And I was still having a little bit of dairy at that time. Well, my girlfriend, she's like, look on Instagram. You can find a coach there. So I was interviewing coaches, interviewing coaches. And one coach was like, 
oh yeah, can you, she's like, I can train you plant-based, but can you eat chicken and eggs every once in a while? I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not, that's not an option. So I call my girlfriend, I'm like, I can't find anyone. So she sent me an Instagram profile. I look her up, I'm like, all right, she's hot. She knows, she kind of knows what she's talking about. And then she also had the one thing that really, really caught my eye is she had the E. Cornell T. Colin Campbell plant-based nutrition certification. I'm like, this chick has to know what she's talking about. And that's the one you have as well, or? Uh, no, I'm a registered dietitian by training, and I've done things through the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, so I don't actually have the E. Cornell. But that, okay. in the plant-based world, is like the one that everyone looks for. Mm. So I'm like, all right. And this person also had, like, she was a bikini fitness pro professional. Like, she knew what she was doing through exercise, but then she also knew what she was doing through nutrition. So I set up a call with her. We spoke on the phone for an hour and it was mercy of Prince. <laughs> Literally like love at first sight. She knew what she was talking about. We, the two of us, we couldn't stop talking. And one thing that I love talking, I love sharing. I had to work in Texas. I was still in sales at this time. I had to work in Texas. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be in the Dallas area. Would you want to meet? Cause we'd only spoken on the phone. And we were going to meet at a Starbucks. And Doug, it was so funny. I get to the Starbucks. I'm like, it's a drive-through Starbucks. I'd never even heard of that. I was like, but there's a Chick-fil-A right next door. Do you want to meet there? So two plant-based people go and sit in Chick-fil-A. We didn't order anything, not even a tea or anything. It was crazy. For three hours and talk. It was so funny. And that's what started. That's how we met. She trained me. She took me to the stage right before my 48th birthday. I felt like a freaking princess, and it was incredible. And then my husband, like shortly after the competition, he's like, Jackie, I see you're burning the candle at both ends. You're trying to get your coaching business off the ground, and you're still doing sales. I know you want to do coaching. Do that. I'll support the family. You got this. Make it happen. So I call Marcia and I actually have a business coach at this time, but I call Marcia, my fitness coach and nutrition coach. And I'm telling her the story that Charles has given me the thumbs up to start my business or get my business going. She goes, well, would you want to go into business with me? I'm like, are you kidding me? Of course. And then January, 2018 is when we created plant chicks and we have not looked back and it has been the most incredible journey. It's, it's so much fun. We have an incredible plant chicks tribe. We've got a community of women because that's one thing. Like we cannot do this on our own. We have to have other women or men. We have to have people helping us along our journey. Marcy and I have several different programs that we've created and it's not just plant-based nutrition. It also includes fitness and then that incredible community. And so it's the community that helps keep everyone motivated and like flying high on their fitness journey and wellness journey. Love it. Well, and that's where we met. We were both, uh, or three, well, both when I say as an entity, um, we were all uh, on that, uh, the reboot cruise with Tony um, and supporting like that lifestyle, healthy lifestyle um, where my focus is more on mindset. And I know you guys do include a lot of mindset because that's vital and it's application of the philosophy. Now, a question on, uh, I guess, the whole vegan and, and plant-based. Um, is it true? Is it wrong science? Is it weird science that 
different blood types do better with different, you know, is there someone who's like, ah, you know, I'm just more, I crave meat or that their body processes, uh, you know, food differently. So there really is no science supporting the blood type diet. And people will say that they have cravings for meat, which is true because our gut microbiome, if you are constantly feeding your body meat, poultry, dairy, uh, crap, calorie-rich and processed foods, like processed foods, your body's going to crave it. And it's going to take some time to change over your gut microbiome. So when people are transitioning to a healthier diet or even a plant-based diet, it's going to take some time and you're going to have those cravings because your gut microbiome, which is actually considered our second brain, it's the bacteria that the meat is feeding. You're starving that bacteria. And it's like saying, it's screaming, it's saying, help me, help me, feed me. So those cravings are very, very real. But the more consistent you are in eating, nourishing and healing foods, plant-based foods, the cravings are going to be minimized. They don't necessarily go away overnight, but they will eventually go away. And sometimes people, the cravings will go away over weeks or months. And sometimes it takes a year or two. It's everyone's very, very different. And you can ask Jackie, I'm like the researcher. If there's a book out there that says it or a study, I will read it. And it says my blood type, I should be eating meat and all this copious amount. And I'm been whole food plant-based for 10 years so i was like yeah there don't think there's truth to it so and we heard and i were looking at studies and stuff like that and there really isn't a lot of truth to that it's all about your gut microbiome and what you're feeding it and you have good bacteria and bad bacteria it's like the game of thrones right if you're mm -hmm. eating the standard american diet you're going to be feeding that bad bacteria and your body will be used to that that's why when people when they get off of the standard American diet and start adding more fruits and vegetables, they either feel hungrier because they're going through these detox changes. And then so that it's triggering stuff in their brain and their gut microbiome. And they're like, well, I'm starving, but actually you're, they're feeding them more fiber and they have to build their gut microbiome and feed the good bacteria and actually put in more of those fruits and vegetables. Those are the prebiotics that will nourish and garden your gut. So you have optimal health. The American gut project, they did a study where, I forget how many, I think it was 100,000 people, right, Jackie? Over 100,000 people in the study and over a long course of time. And they found out that optimal gut microbiomes have over 30 unique plants per week. So 30 different plants. It's fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, grains, and different herbs and spices. They're going to see the best, I would say, optimal health versus somebody who only eats one or two vegetables per week. And you know, in the standard American diet, people will count lettuce and tomato in their hamburger as a vegetable. You know, which is and good. French fries as a vegetable. <laughs> so fries don't count as a vegetable either? It has <laughs> olive oil. They're cooked in olive oil, right? So you got olives, you got <laughs> or avocado oil. There you go. No, no, okay. <laughs> Well, no. are you, so are you guys also like raw vegan or uh, raw plant uh, based? Does that have any? Um, I'll tell you this. So my journey of it when my uh, my registered dietitian at the hospital said you need to add more raw foods. You know me, I was the all or nothing person. So I went all for raw foods and I was a raw foodist. I'm not kidding you for eight or nine months. 
And I just found out it wasn't for me. I was cold all the time, eating all these raw foods, like these juices and these, you know, smoothies and salads, just eating it raw. By the time that winter came in Texas, which is like 30 degrees, sometimes it can be like 18, I needed like a hot freaking soup. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so I was like always cold. It was crazy. So I, I knew then like I needed hot food. And so I was like, all right. So I intuitively was like, you know what? I will try to eat this whole food plant-based way to see how it does. I don't need to be a raw vegan. You know what I mean? I do need to incorporate more raw foods. I need to be more balanced and more sensible because also too, throughout this whole process, when I had the orthorexia, I was actually going to therapy for other things. And I found out through therapy that I, I was this all or nothing personality. I needed to have some kind of balance. So I went through therapy for my orthorexia and they were just saying, yeah, have some cooked, have some raw and have a little bit of like fun foods, like treat meals. You know what I mean? So like cookies and ice cream, like I don't have to have this crazy mentality of all or nothing because that's how my mom did it. So that's what I was picking up. And I had to unlearn that behavior mm-hmm. and, and then learn obviously on a cellular level, what, what, what are these foods doing to my body? So at the end of the day, Jackie and I believe in this, eat about 80 to 90% whole foods and then the 10 to 20% soul foods. So whatever makes your soul, like if it's a birthday cake, go for it. You know what I mean? Why deny yourself of that? So we do believe in eating mainly and predominantly a plant-based diet. Not all our clients are vegans. And there's a difference between whole food plant-based and vegan because we're starting to see the standard American vegan now. They went from the standard American diet, they transitioned to the standard American vegan diet because of food innovation, but yet they're not healthy. They still have high cholesterol, high blood pressure, triglycerides, type two diabetes. And it's because they just transitioned from one junk food diet to the next. And they thought, well, since I'm giving up cruelty and animal products, but they're not understanding a lot of these fun food innovations that we even love, you know, as whole food plant-based foodist, I would say, we still have these fun little creature comfort foods. They're not health foods at the end. There's not going to nourish and heal your gut microbiome. So is what you guys do and promote, how is that different? Like paleo is just kind of what you do plus meat? No, I mean, we, we, we tell people to either like, minimize or eliminate meat to see how they feel because we want you know because we have some people that won't give up fish and you know they have their there's maybe their animal product they don't want to give up right now and that's fine we know that everyone is at psychologically at a different stage of life so for instance my husband he's vegetarian he gave up meat it was it was easy for him one day he just said no i'm gonna try to be a vegetarian and, and he still eats eggs and dairy i'm not going to like you know I would say rant, yes, <laughs> for doing that, that's his journey because I feel like things resonate with people, different parts of their journey. And obviously I know that firsthand because I've been through quite a few different, like a, just like a cat, I've been through nine lives, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the nine lives of, you know, dieting for sure. So I totally get it. You have to let people, you know, just go through their journey and learn for themselves. So you can educate and inspire um, and they'll pick up things that they need. And then one day they might be like, ah, but we know this. Blood work is always good when, when you get your lab work. Check your lab work. And, and this is how you're able to see. My lab work went down too. I had the C-reactive protein, which is an inflammation marker for heart disease. I used to work at McDonald's. I used to work at a bar. Like I've had so many bad habits throughout my journey. And I did extreme dieting too. So I've had this horrible relationship out of 45 years. 35 of those years were spent eating a horrible, horrible diet because I just didn't know. I wasn't educated I just was picking up mentalities or bad diets and stuff like that. So out of my 45 years, I can truly say for the past 10 years, I've had 
centered and focused around balance and health and nourishing versus dieting and trying to get skinny or ripped or fit. So I've, I've changed my mentality of it. And it has been through therapy, through coaching, uh, support system like Jackie, uh, just different people like, you know, not that I was a huge alcoholic. I mean, I probably was at one point when I worked at the bar, but just even like social drinking and then meeting Jackie has helped me like eliminate, like, why well, I don't need to be social drinking that much. Like, you know, you meet other people that inspire you in different ways. And so before I would be that one that would like social drink every Friday, Saturday night, that was me, <laughs> but healthy the other time. So, and it kind of goes back, you kind of learn things about yourself. Like, I am, I am an all or nothing person. Like I just need to learn balance and it's, you have to always go back and center. So, you know, Jack and I are talking about the psychology. You have to center my brain every single day. It's not like I'm like tap out unhealthy for the rest of my life. I'm done. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You eat no. one salad and you're good, right? <laughs> yeah. That's right. It's going to hold me over for another year. I did a push up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Like when I was a fitness competitor and I won Miss Bikini Universe and I won my pro card, my IFBB pro card, the funniest thing back in those days when I was on these strict, crazy, you know, animal protein diets, I thought my body was going to stay like that. Like when she got ripped and fit, I was like, Oh yeah. But, it starts unraveling when you start getting back bad habits and foods mm -hmm. and you stop working out. And so I soon realized it wasn't about all or nothing. It was really about consistency, consistency of eating more fruits and vegetables, consistency of just moving your body, consistency on the mental part of it, because the mental muscle is probably the hardest muscle to train of all of all your entire body. It's the mm -hmm. mental muscle. And as a recovering, <laughs> I would say fat dieter, I have to train myself every day to this day. It's like jacking recovery with not drinking. I have to train myself to pick, and it's a choice to pick healthful foods to nourish my gut. And there's times where I'm like, all right, forget it. I'm just going to have pizza today. And I'm, I'm going to have pizza. You know what I mean? So it just, but I always have to reel myself back. Like if I'm doing the damage, I need to undo the damage as well. So just go back. There's some balance to fix like the teeter totter. So that's what your guys' program is as well, is, is that space to share, hey, uh, you know, what do I do now with whatever opportunity, whether it's I have a competition coming up or I, I ate a pizza last night. <laughs> there you go. That's it. <laughs> there is one thing I'd like to also add to, like, the paleo diet, because you would ask about the paleo diet. And one of, one of the similarities amongst all the diets, paleo, keto, plant-based, whatever the diet du jour is, is they're all taking out the processed and refined foods. And that's one of the things that we've got to do. And they all do have some kinds of fruits and vegetables in them. Even keto, like eventually you can add some different fruits in there or whatever. But we really, it's so important, it's crucial that we take out the majority of the processed and refined foods and moderation kills so we've got to be very very careful with that and one thing that i don't specifically like about the paleo diet is they don't have beans in them and beans are so health promoting if you look at the blue zones the blue zones are the areas around the world that have the most the highest amount of centenarians people that live to be over a hundred but they just they don't just live to be over the hundred they're like healthy over a hundred right one of the things that they do is they eat beans every day. They eat beans every day. Sometimes they have a little bit of meat. They, a lot of places, they'll drink wine here and there. But what they also do is they move their body. They're not going to the gym. They live in the middle of nowhere. They'll walk to their friend's house. It's five miles away, one way. So they're walking, they're gardening, mm -hmm. they're doing things. So that's 
like some of the core of what we do in our Plant Chicks programs. We offer plant-based nutrition. We offer a ton of different recipe options. And we don't say you have to eat this for breakfast, this for lunch, this for dinner, and this for snacks. We, it's choices. We have recipes, but if there's asparagus in something and you hate asparagus, swap it out. There's over 300,000 edible plants in the world. So if you don't like asparagus, you have 299,199 other plants to choose from. You're not going to run out of options. And then also exercise. We have exercise programs with our, with our plant chicks programs. And then on the weekends or your days off, we really encourage active living. So kind of like what the Blue Zones do. Get on your bike. Instead of uh, driving to the supermarket or driving to see a friend, if you're seeing a friend right now in the quarantine, but um, get on your bike. Ride your bike. I like on the weekends, instead of driving over to the beach, I'll ride city bike over there. Well, when city bike is back in action. So just walk and enjoy and have fun. Bottom line, we have to have fun because if we're not having fun, we're not going to stick with it. Marcy and I are totally on the same page. Like we did a live last night. We're like dancing and we just, we like to have fun. We like to laugh and we like to support one another. Well, that's obviously the point to the health in the first place so that we can enjoy more of life. Um, question on, on processed food, because I think there's probably a lot of um, misnomers and probably things like Heidi is, my wife is very much a non-processed eater. Uh, we have a five-year-old who uh, is sometimes a little tough to get to have no process. Um, and I'm, you know, I do my best, but like, how does, where do you cross the line from process to pre-prepared like when you're going to a store, like how, how does one make that discernment? And is there a gray line or is it a hard line? Like where, where is that? You know, that is an excellent question because like those packaged salads that you get that are cut up, those are actually processed because it takes effort. You have to process and cut up the salads and put them into a package. So that's actually processed. But those kind of processed foods, and I'm all about them. Like, I go to Costco. I get the huge organic mm. pre salads. I don't always use the dressings that are in them. But I'll have some of those. And where it's the processed foods are not healthy for you, it's the ultra-high processed foods. And there's actually some studies looking at ultra-high processed foods. It increases inflammation. Takes your, it, it just causes all kinds of health issues. So... Tofu is a processed food, but eating tofu every once in a while is okay. We actually recommend eating soybeans as opposed to eating tofu, like on a daily basis or whatever. Bacon. Actually, it's a class one carcinogen, so it's just like smoking cigarettes. You want to stay away from processed meats like bacon, ham, like those little deli meats at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. That's like going to get a pack of cigarettes. That's a hard stop. That's where we say don't do this. Um other processed food, like the ultra high processed foods, you don't want to have them very often. Just like Marcia said, we're 80 to 90% whole food plant-based. The other 10 to 20% is going to be soul food. So if you want to have some of those ultra high processed foods, occasionally, not in moderation, but occasionally, maybe a couple times a month, maybe, maybe not that much, it's okay. But once you're doing that daily or even weekly, that's too much because it's causing so much inflammation. You've got to be super, super careful. Food innovation is crazy amazing, but it's not necessarily healthy for us. If you look at Impossible Burgers, Beyond Meat, those are all, they're all vegan, but 
they're still there's no cholesterol in them they're good for the environment they're better for the environment than actually having a cow hamburger but they're not healthful they're not going to bring you health they're still causing inflammation when you eat them so I'm sure that must drive you guys nuts because I'm sure you see a lot of that going on and, and then people hijacking the movement going, I'm having a Beyond Burger. What are you talking about? The Impossible <laughs> Burger. I could go to Burger King now. Oh, yeah. We get that all the time. I mean, I actually worked at McDonald's. I worked at Taco Bell back in those days. And I ate the stuff every single day. And even though I was skinny as a stick, outside like i may have looked healthy to people because people equated skinny with looking health with being healthy you know who knows who knows what my insides were what my blood work was because i was stuffing all the saturated fat and cholesterol down my throat i mean i didn't know so but fast forward to today i mean i think it's great that we have that food innovation and those choices people do it for environmental like we actually saw ethan brown the guy who created beyond burger we saw his keynote speech it was very impressive he did it for environmental reasons not for health reasons because he said everybody writes me and they're berating me on like the beyond burgers made of crap and he goes actually i did not make it to be a health food because when you eat a burger that's not a health food he was like when you eat a burger it's obviously crap food he goes i did it for environmental reasons and also animal reasons too because of the factory farming but he goes i did not mean it to be a whole food plant-based health food so he goes that's where you know the the public has seen it differently. So, you know, he's very honest in this thing, but, but I think it's great. He did it for the environmental reasons and for the animals as well. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's not a nourishing healing food. And he even says it himself. It's there for fun. He tries to create the taste and the texture of a real burger for meat eaters, not for, for vegan people that are whole food plant-based. He did it for the meat eaters. Right. So meat eaters always have this issue with it. And it's just like, no, he created it for you guys. <laughs> and then, you know, the vegan people, some of the whole food plant-based have an issue with it because it's processed. Jackie and I don't have an issue with it. But if someone's really trying to lose weight, um, then yeah, you're not going to eat a cheeseburger to lose weight. You're not going to eat a cheeseburger, like a beyond burger if you want to really lose weight. Cause you got to think of inflammation. If somebody comes to me and they're like, I need to lose 10, 20, 30 pounds. This is what a woman comes to me. Like I need to lose weight. That's the first thing I'm like, do you want to get to your goal weight or to your goal lifestyle? There's a choice. We can get to your goal weight. It may or may not be sustainable. We can get to your goal lifestyle. That's where the sustainability is. So it's teaching people, let's focus you know, getting off the weight issue and on a, on the sustainable lifestyle. Because when you focus on the non-skill victories and about nourishing and healing and moving more lifestyle, medicine, sleeping, getting the right amount of sleep and drinking enough water, getting these things in order, at least at a balanced level, you don't have to be 100%. That is where you're going to make your most beautiful gains in life. Like you'll, you'll gain your life back, not weight. You'll start losing weight you're, and actually start losing inflammation. They may see fat. We see inflamed, somebody who's inflamed. They're doing something to their gut microbiome. Are they getting enough sleep? Are they drinking enough water? Are they eating enough healthful foods? Because Jackie and I, we still have some processed foods right now, but we've managed to be in a balance to where we're not inflamed anymore. Whereas before we were inflamed, we weren't feeling good. We had all these side effects. Right, that's um, where like disease Jack, comes from is the, the inflammation. Inflammation. Inflammation is the silent killer. And a lot of people think, oh, it's not going to hurt me right now. Or if somebody like, it, this is kind of crazy. A lot of people like when they talk about the stats of the U.S. about heart disease, you know, about 65 to 70% of the U.S. right, right now is overweight. 32, I think it was, or 33%. 
are obese. This is a huge staggering stat, but they're not keeping account the people that were like me back in the day were skinny as a stick that eat nothing but inflammatory processed foods and drinking and I was living off the standard American diet. No one takes that into an account either because they're thinking of the overweight and the obese people. But I'm like, there's a whole <laughs> army of skinny people out there that are super unhealthy. They're skinny or skinny fat and even fit people. So here's another great example. I met my husband, you know, 17 years ago, and he's a football player type, ripped, shredded, eight pack. But he was eating Cokes and cheeseburgers, so much processed food. But genetically, he was super blessed. So I was like, wow, here I was a skinny kid eating processed food. He was the, you know, the muscle football guy that was naturally ripped and shredded, doesn't have to work for it. And, you know, eating processed foods to this day, like my husband can get on this little processed food bench and, you know, maybe gain 10 or 15 pounds and his arms will look more ripped and shredded. People are like, wow, you've been working out. And I'm like, with the eating <laughs> but it's just kind of funny like he's genetically built that way whereas you know people don't take that account they think of someone who has a six-pack you know or nice shoulders or a great body they think oh wow that person must be healthy and it, it just could be just genetics luck of the draw mm -hmm. and that person i've met personal trainers in my career as a personal trainer at the gym where these men ate nothing but junk but had they worked out and they had amazing physiques but they knew nothing about the health aspect of it. So, you know, is, we have this whole underlying world there too that has to do with people that are very thin or skinny or fit that don't eat healthy. So. Well, sadly, just because someone looks healthy does, or, you know, again, based on what model doesn't, of course, mean that they are healthy. Um, and how, where are you guys at with like pH balance and so forth? I, uh, back when I was you know, first getting into uh, Tony Robbins before I, you know, went on the road with him and stuff, I got into uh, Dr. Young and the pH miracle and, and all of that. Are, do you guys incorporate any of that as well? We actually don't, we don't talk about it, but a, a plant-based diet, a whole food plant-based diet. naturally do it. Yeah. It's naturally alkaline, 100%. So you're also, too, from all the studies that Jackie and I go to all these lifestyle medicine conferences and these doctors put out these facts, your blood is always you're always in the right pH balance, right? Your blood always. It's just your gut microbiome that is not. It could be dysbiosis, right? Your gut microbiome is the game of thrones. You got the good guys and the bad guys. What you put here will determine what you have more of. If you're having more bad foods, you're going to have more bad bacteria. If you're eating more health foods that are going to heal and nourish, you're going to have more good bacteria. So your body is always in this constant war in your gut, in your gut microbiome. So your blood is always going to be the normal pH balance. And you're naturally, and it's all, at the end of the day, it's mainly what we've learned is inflammation. Right. And inflammation is caused from stress, sleeping, food, not enough water. It's a lot of things. Most people want to pinpoint it must be my diet. That's where they want to immediately go to a default. And it may not be their diet. For instance, I trained this a couple of them. Uh, back in my day, I trained a couple news anchors. And they want to look good for TV. You know, that's just their th nature. They get their hair and makeup done and they want to look thick because the camera does add 10 pounds. And so mm. basically these girls were working, you know, working out, eating, the, you know, the, the right food, drinking water, doing everything by the book when I was training them. The only thing they weren't doing and they were gaining weight was they weren't getting enough sleep because they had to get up at 1.30 in the morning, read up their, you know, get ready for work, had to be in hair and makeup by 3.30. That way they could be on the news by 5 a.m., right? And read their script and all that. Their circadian rhythm was off. And if your circadian rhythm is off, it doesn't matter what you eat, 
it is, a, and if you're a little bit highly stressed with your circadian rhythm, because they do have a high stress job and they're not getting enough sleep, which actually raises your um, heart rate up. They, these women were never going to be healthy or fit. One of them ended up moving back to like her hometown, got some sleep, went to the news station, took a few months off, lost 20 pounds just like that because what? she was getting sleep. And it was at the end of the day, it was sleep, not about what she was doing. All the other stuff was doing right. It was sleep. Yeah. And one of our physicians in our tribe, she's a lifestyle medicine physician. She actually is a critical care physician. So she works shift work and she has to work in the ICU. She sleeps in the hospital every once in a while. Every time she goes on vacation for a week, she loses 10 pounds because she's sleeping normally. So sleep is, sleep is the number one thing. But just like Marcia said, it's not just one thing. It's a, usually a multitude of things. So look at your sleep hygiene. Look at the foods that you're eating, the people you're surrounding yourself with, the level of activity that you, you're doing, and also your spirituality or like your, your mindset. Those are crucial, all of those. So what have you noticed, you know, now we're going a little temporarily here. Uh, I mean, two things. One, I would say with COVID and all of that, uh, America, I think in general, is probably one of the most unhealthy uh, countries on the planet. And ergo is experiencing some of the largest challenges in many ways, notwithstanding any other conversations around all of that. How have you noticed your um, your tribe or your growth of your tribe or the challenges therein because of the additional stress, the lack of potential sleep because of worries and, and so forth, and then comfort? The, the, I'm sure there's a raise, uh, like more comfort eating uh, because of just the, the availability and convenience of it all. How, how has that affected your... Uh, approach to supporting your your tribe we've actually seen more engagement since the whole pandemic started because people do have more time they are more stressed so we're trying to do more lives in our tribe we're doing another challenge right now too that's just wrapping up but we have a ton a ton a ton of engagement and it's just interacting and having those good conversations with one another because that is crucial we we have to social distance ourselves from people. So it's hard to have like that, like that feel good and like bonding. Right. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, like in recovery, I was used to going to one or two meetings a week in person though. And I'd see everyone give them hugs, like high five, whatever. We'd have a good time. But literally since the pandemic started, I've been on a zoom meeting at least one a day, every day. I felt what I felt so much more connected it's been beautiful. Marcy and I are also doing live workouts occasionally. My husband and I are doing workouts every day in our living room. I just posted something on our stories yesterday. I never thought I'd be that person doing burpees in my living room. And here I am. <laughs> he bought a BOSU ball, like all this stuff. So we've actually felt a little bit more connection going into the channel or going into the uh, pandemic and the quarantine and COVID which is really kind of cool. And it's nice that the women have been able to come into the tribe. We've grown a lot, but it's nice that they've seen like the amount of connectivity and everything that we have. So we've seen some, and that's not saying that all the women in our tribe and all the people that follow us on social, they're all doing well, but we have our ups and downs, but we're sure. in a very safe space and we're able to get back on track a little bit faster because we do have that safe space. You know, uh, to touch on that too, Doug, you know, we went on that cruise together, right? And so we came off the cruise a couple days later, I got sick. And uh, this was in January. 
And right, I haven't been sick. I've been my husband 17 years. He's never seen me sick. I've never been a sick kid. I've always been pretty healthy. Even when I ate crap, the processed food, I was still sick. Unless I was hungover from drinking, that was one situation. But we're talking feeling ill, fever, flu. So coming back from the cruise, three days later, I got sick. And this was in January before the pandemic like was hitting the U.S., Jackie joked around. I said, oh my God, I think I'm actually sick. You know, I'm like, I've never been sick. And even my husband was like, whoa, I've never seen you sick. So he was like quarantined me to the bedroom. We were like joking around and stuff. But because I couldn't sleep and I and I was starting to cough. And Jackie joked around and said, maybe you have the coronavirus. And I said, what's that? Because I had not heard of it. This mm. was at the end of January. We just got the cruise a few days later and I was sick. And she was like, oh, you know, she goes, something that's happening in China right now, people are getting sick. It's kind of like SARS. So she was explaining it to me. And I was like, oh, interesting. She was starting to hear stuff from, you know, her husband's a pilot, Jackie's husband's a pilot. And they were starting to hear stuff through the airline stuff that he works for. And so she was educating me on it. And I was like, huh. So I started Googling it and I was like, yeah, I don't have that. Right. It's like no big deal. And, but I, the sickness was lasting for five days. I was starting to cough and something was, I knew something was wrong. And I was, you know, usually I have, I have silent reflux normally and silent reflux is like a gastro thing. And so if certain foods like, you know, alcohol or coffee or something vinegar will set me off on a cough. And I kept blaming it that it was like my acid reflux, the silent reflux. I'm like, oh, it's my silent reflux. And I literally was coughing up a lung. <laughs> my husband's like, I don't think so. Like, this is, I've never seen you sick like this. And he was literally watching me cough up a lung on the couch. He's like, I think you need to go to <laughs> the doctor. But my mindset at this point, I'm so positive. I'm like, oh, it'll blow over. I'm good. I don't need to go to the doctor. I'm not sick. And literally, I could not smell anything. I could not taste anything. I was not hungry. I was had the whole fever thing, had the cough. And, and by then, it was February. We're going into three weeks. Wow. And the pandemic thing was coming out. And I'm like, oh, my God, I think I might have got the coronavirus coming off that cruise. Jackie didn't get it. I did. And then sure enough, one of the girls who had been on there said she went to the doctor. She had coronavirus. And I had shaken her hand on the cruise and I'm like, that's where I got it from. <laughs> so I really, and even I went to go get tested after it was said and done. And they said I tested negative and I never, I didn't have the antibodies. And, but the guy also told me when he took my blood work, he goes, actually, these tests don't really work. These blood tests are like 50, 50. And I'm like, why am I paying $125 for an antibody test that doesn't work? But he was like, yeah, they're not really, he goes, but people are doing them. He goes, sometimes you're getting a false positive, sometimes you're getting a false negative. But the other girl, for some reason on the cruise, got tested at the time she had it as positive. And obviously, I met her. So I was telling Jackie, I'm like, holy cow, what are the chances that I didn't have that? Because it was too real. The symptoms were happening. And I finished up around about uh, maybe February 22nd, 23rd. It literally lasted an entire month for me. And it was the sickest I've ever been. I told Jackie, she got to listen to me. We literally had a bunch of calls that day and I could not call. I was trying to show up and I literally was like, Jackie, <laughs> I was about to die. I could not. She's like, girl, you sound terrible. She was, I've never seen you like, or heard like you seen this sick or heard of you sick like this before. And she was, I, you might have it, but that right there just taught me how fragile your health was because I've been taking my health. I've been healthy for so long taking, I would say you, you kind of take it like, Oh, for take advantage of it. like, Oh, I'm doing great. You know, you don't think anything about it. And then all of a sudden when it's taken from you like that and you filling out your worst, 
I was like, oh my goodness, I don't wish this upon anybody. But it made me think when I got back to feeling better, uh, how more, how much more important nourishing and healing your body and not causing things that will I would, would lower your immune system. So I was doing things that will boost my immune system. We know that coronavirus will hit anybody, doesn't matter what your immune system is. But I do think people at this point, they're starting to see people with under, underlying health issues. Mm-hmm. Actually, those are the ones who are having more complications with it. And so Jackie and I were like, this is very important, especially over 40 and 50. You really want to take, be proactive with your health and just start healing and nourishing. Start reducing that inflammation. Start focusing on if you do have high cholesterol, how you, how you can lower your cholesterol, if you have high blood pressure. This is, this is what Jackie and I do for a living. We help people look at their numbers from their blood work, their lab work versus their external stuff. Because the body will come with it if you're consistent with working out, consistent with eating the right foods, consistent at sleeping, all that kind of great stuff. This is what's going to boost your immune system. Because we've known healthy people whose immune system, Jackie and I, we were running around ragged. You know, my immune system was probably lower from flying and we were filming and doing all this kind of stuff in the cruise. Mm-hmm. And your immune system gets lowered with jet lag and all this other stuff. So, you know, anybody out there that's listening, is you have to take care of your immune system. It's so important. Your gut is your second brain, right? 90% of serotonin is in your gut. This is how you feel. So we always, we always talk about mood food. How are you feeling when you eat a certain food? Sometimes and endorphin-wise, if you're eating chocolate or pizza or candy or cookies, you might feel good. create dopamine, not serotonin. That's right, temporarily. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh gosh, I feel like crap after it settles and starts breaking down in your body and you start feeling inflammation and bloating and stuff like that. And you just fed your bad bacteria in your gut and wants more. And so you're like having these cravings. So you have this whole chemical reaction that goes on in your body. So every day you have to be proactive on focusing on reducing inflammation and healing your immune system. Because, you know, when it's gone, it's gone. And a lot of healthy people that we know, we know a couple doctors who've had COVID we know a couple a dentist some of our friends have had it and they've tested positive they've all recovered but at the end of the day it was it was a hard hit to them and, and these were healthy people and these were they, these were plant-based people that were healthy i mean i'm one of them too and it doesn't matter will affect covid obviously will have happen anybody but one the support i have i have a positive attitude anyways i have my mindset every day i have my miracle mornings that i do on my mindset so had i not had the a positive mindset, you know, I could have been like, Oh, feel sorry for me. I'm sick. You know, that kind of mindset where, you know, you're like, you're dying on the deathbed. But my husband was like, God, you would be really dying on your deathbed and you would not think you were dying. (laughs) And I was such in this mindset, like uh, even Jackie, she's like, I should have told you to go to the doctor sooner. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. And every day I would think like, this is going to pass. It's just a little bug, you know? So mindset is key. You know, when you're even just on, if you're healthy, forget being sick, but on a healthy, regular basis, mindset is key to do every single day. You know, they say motivation, bathing doesn't last. You know, what's that, what's that quote? Motivation doesn't last. Neither does bathing. Right. Yeah. As motivation washes off like uh, the soap in the shower. Yeah. So it's, and I did realize that, you know, I always thought I was always going to stay motivated and that's not true as a health coach. People think that Jack and I pop out of bed, like, Whoa, this is the morning and we're all happy. You know, no, it's just like, we have to set our intentions and our mm-hmm. mindset every single day. And at the end of the day, it's really about discipline. We have to be disciplined and we have to be consistent. There is no magic pill. People still want that. And it's so crazy in today's day and age, it, we're, we're, we're inundated with ads and, 
from a, a right on the palm of her thing. Back in the day when my mom did it, it was maybe a Ginny uh, Craig commercial or a, you know, a Weight Watcher on TV, or she might mm-hmm. see a billboard because she didn't have the access to the phone in her hand. Now it's completely different. You've got these Instagram girls, you've got the, all, all this stuff telling you you have to look a certain way. Here's a, you know, a new thing for your hair, eye, makeup, food, this. I mean, it's insane. You're inundated with all this stuff. And it really preys on people's insecurities. So if you're already insecure and not at a good place, you're automatically going to default and go to, I need to lose weight. I need to fix Mm -hmm. this. I need to fix that versus doing, going back to the basics, like what humans need, sleep, water, healing foods, community. These are basic things that we need in life. And we totally forget that we need these things. And this is what's going to strengthen us from our immune system to our mental attitude on a daily basis. Well, and much of what I teach is, you know, the, the, the behavioral trinity, the three things that create our emotions, first thing is our physiology. Like many people don't feel good because they don't feel good or they don't realize how not well they are because it's they've been their new normal or they've just allowed that. So their lack of energy and they just accept it as part of who they are rather than going, well, if I start changing that, that will have a direct impact on my emotions, on my relationships, on the decisions that I make about everything, which is why what you guys do with your challenges and the tribe is that support system because there are going to be moments when people are starting to feel good one step forward and then maybe a couple steps back. And then, you know, it's, it's not that much different than recovery. It's a lifestyle change. I mean, I don't call myself a coach. I call myself a lifestylist. It's helping people transform their relationship with themselves and with whatever initiatives that they're engaging in so that they could get the most sustainable results. So how are you guys like building your tribe? How can we support? I know you guys run challenges, what is the the best way someone could start their journey in their lifestyle transformation? Well, first thing is master one thing. <laughs> if you're looking, like maybe some people need a coach, right? Reach out and get a coach. Some people need a, you know, I don't know, like a workout program, just something like, you know, one of my friends just got a Peloton. I got a Peloton too. And so we connect with each other. It's master one thing, Right. And then finding your tribe, your community. Jackie and I are huge on finding community because you can't do this without support. And even if you hire one coach or you join a fun little 30-day challenge with a bunch of people, you got to find your tribe, your community, where you're just going to connect. It's all about connection. That's what we Jack and I hear all the time. It's we. I just want to connect. Oh my God, you're my people. I found my people. And you're going to have find different tribes throughout your life. You're not going to stick mm-hmm. with the same tribe your entire life. That's right. And we have our amazing tribe. We're on Facebook right now. So if you guys put the women, you ladies, if you put in the search plant chicks tribe and it's P L A N T C H I C S tribe, plant chicks tribe request to join. It's an incredible community of women who are encouraging, motivating, supporting, and just lifting one another up in their journey. And you don't have to be 100% plant-based. We've got the plant curious women. We've got women who are just, interested in learning a little bit more about what this whole plant-based thing is. Uh, We've got the part-time plant chicks. So maybe you're vegetarian, maybe you're pescatarian, maybe you're a standard American vegan and you want to get a little bit more healthy foods in. We've got those. Or maybe you're a plant-based pro. Maybe you are. You you got this, girl. You're plant-based, but you don't have the support. That's what the tribe is all about. So we've got the plant chicks tribe for support. 
And then for everyone, we are starting our Plant Chicks 30-Day Challenge. We do this at least four times a year, sometimes more. But we're going to be doing it starting July 30th. And the Plant Chicks Challenge, what it is, it's a, a month's worth of different recipes, different tools. We've got a calendar in there. We've got workouts in there. We do Gold Palm Monday every Monday. We do that every Monday anyway on the, in the Plant Chicks Tribe. Because if you are proclaiming your goals and if you use social media, you guys, social media is key. If you use social media, you claim your goals, you take pictures of yourself doing the goals that you set for yourself, you're more likely to stick with it. But our Plant Chicks 30-Day Challenge, it starts July 20th, and it's going to be four weeks of food, fitness, fun. You will not be hungry. You will be pleasantly satiated, and you're going to be changing your gut microbiome and getting healthier from the inside out. So we invite you guys to join. Well, and I know that uh, people are going to get some of this information when they, they join it. Um, what can one expect as far as the the journey when one starts making that transition? Because, you know, all marketing, the, the, the pills, the, all that you're talking about, no one would say, tell you what, this program is really uncomfortable. You're going to be hungry. It's going to be painful. You're probably going to get irritated and get, you know, like get frustrated and, and pissed off quite a bit on your journey, right? No one would say, well, I want that. But obviously, like, there's going to be some uh, adjustment. Um, how could one prepare themselves for that adjustment and get excited rather than, you know, intimidated by the, the opportunities that lay ahead? Well, get excited by being uncomfortable because you are going to be uncomfortable through this entire journey. And we get this all the time. We're very open and we do have women that come out to us instantly, like, oh my God, this is so hard. We're like, good. It is supposed to be hard. You're supposed to go through this. It's uncomfortable. And this is how you're able to heal your body. You're not going to do it with a, a magic pill. It's just us, you know, I don't care how fancy. The marketing is so great these days. People will actually think there's this detox thing that you need. I'm like, your liver's a natural detox. If you abstain from eating processed foods, you will naturally detox what is in your body. Like people... People think they need a pill for that. You don't need a pill. Actually, you need none of that. You need, <laughs> you need community and you need guidance. And at the end of the day, Jackie and I put out this roadmap, hold your hand on your difficult, challenging, <laughs> uncomfortable journey. And that's what it's all about. And Jackie and I are honest. We always say this isn't you know, a quick fix. This is a lifestyle. This is going to take you years, not, not months not two months. When someone comes to me for a 90 day program, I'm like 90 day program is just the tip of the iceberg. It's just a mm -hmm. little bit. This is not going to get you your body of your dreams because most people focus on the physique part. And let's give a little example real quick on Jackie. She came to me for fitness training to train her. And I do sell 90 day programs and hundred day programs. That's just to get somebody in a little chunk, a little block started because we will change and grow as we go through the year. And Jackie was like, how long do you think you take me to get ready for stage? And I said, I don't know, 11, 12 months, maybe about a year. She's like, no, like nobody wants to hear that's going to take me a year. Like, what am I paying you for? You know, she kind of knows what she's talking about, but I know I'm, I'm pretty fit. Yeah, no, it's not going to take that long. It took that long, longer. It literally <laughs> took Jackie 11 months before she go on the stage. Cause I, I tell people, you can't tell your body when it's ready. Your body will tell us, like if it's a physique thing, we have to wait as we go through this process 
for it to come and evolve and shine and be like, we're ready. But you can't go, okay, I'm going to be ready in 60 days. You may have better benefits. Better and that's benefit. part of the, yeah, the, the microwave uh, society we live in now where we're expecting instant results. And I think, sadly, with all the social media and all the way people take pictures, you could gain or lose 10 or 20 pounds just by the angle that you take your picture. So all of a sudden, yeah, here's my before and here's my after. And, and the next thing you know, they're like, well, yeah, but you still don't have the energy. You still don't have the 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 other benefits that what are you what you're really going for it's not just about you know how you look it's more importantly how you feel and is it sustainable and are you able to you know have a holistic approach rather than just you know working out like the the guys who work out just their upper body and they look like lollipops they're walking around because you know they don't take care of the the whole package Right. No, and we're, we're all about that. At the end of the day, it is about the whole package, the whole the whole health. I mean, not just your physique, it's everything. And people don't realize that until they go through the process and then they have this aha moment like, oh, I get it. Like, I don't have to be gluttonous anymore. I can have my cake and eat it too. I can take this time and balance it out. I, I can work out three or four days a week and still have a healthy body versus seven days, two hours at the gym every single day. So, and what works for me is not going to work for you, Doug. We, we problem solve to help find people, help them find what works for them. We right. give them this roadmap. That's not exact to the T. It's not meant to be done like all or nothing. This is the only way or the highway. This is like, you're going to take little bits and pieces that apply to your life and you're going to apply that apply it to your life and you're going to work it, see how it works and you're going to change and grow. And then we're going to give you some more tools that you can put in your tool belt as you grow. We, we just don't give you all the tools because the tools aren't all going to resonate at one time. Like here, let me just throw this tool shed at you and you're going to use every tool. It doesn't work like that. Well, as lifestylists, yeah, we Miyagi people. So <laughs> <laughs> for people to be patient with themselves too, because it takes time, just like what is being said. It takes time for our taste buds to change. It takes it takes time for our mindset to catch up to what we're really wanting to do. I remember I used to love having huevos rancheros when I went out for breakfast for like a brunch or whatever. And there was one week or one week, and this is like five years ago when I was plant strong, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna have huevos rancheros. And my husband had ordered oatmeal, and when his breakfast arrived, I was like, oh, I actually. One, I wish I could have oatmeal instead mm-hmm. of these eggs and beans. And literally, now, I, I mean, obviously, since I'm plant-based, I'm not going to go for the huevos. But now, like, my the cravings, the foods I have, the foods I want are 100%, like, different than what they were four years ago, even two years ago. I used to have the biggest sweet tooth, like, processed sweet tooth. Now, I rarely eat processed sweets. It's, like fruit or some kind of like a whole food cookie that I make my, for myself. It's incredible. And it's all because of this lifestyle. And just like Marcia said, just because we're coaches, we don't wake up and we're like, Oh yeah. I'm like, everything is perfect. No, we, I've had struggles going through this and it's up and down and up and down. But just like when kids, when they're learning to walk, when they fall down, do they just stay down? They're like tapping out. I'm not going to get back up and learn to walk. No, they get back up. So the same thing, like if I'm having a bad day, I want to sleep in, I decide I don't want to work out, I do that, and then the next day I get up and I get the workout in and I'll eat some nourishing and healing foods. So it's it's give or take, and we just always have to learn to do better. Well, and that's obviously the one thing is how quickly we get off of our, you know, pity potty. 
Um, and then the other thing is like when it comes to, I guess, two questions, one with children, um, is there a different approach with children? Do they have different needs, different um, approaches and so forth? And then the other is, are there any particular uh, patterns that you see with vegetables or fruits that people have an easier time sort of incorporating because of the taste and, and other experiences that makes it an easier transition than to go, you know what you got to do? You got to eat kale now. And they go, Ugh. <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah, no, those are great questions. And with children, you can, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, that's the governing body for all the registered dietitians. They actually have a position paper and children like, a vegan or plant-based diet is healthy through all stages of the life cycle. When you're a child, like when you're an infant, you're, you have the highest growth rate ever during your, during your entire life. So it's really important that you are getting proper nutrition. Breast milk is better than infant formula, but if you can't have infant, I mean, if you can't breastfeed, then obviously you're going to have to go to an infant formula and it is what it is. And there's still good nutrition in those, but there's also, so plant-based diets, you would want to speak with a dietitian or someone who is knowledgeable in plant-based nutrition. If you're interested in feeding your child a plant-based diet, totally 100% safe for infants going into childhood, going into um, adolescence, geriatrics, it's also okay. And obviously as adults. And then for fruits and vegetables, like when you're first introducing foods to children, we'll get to uh, like as adults, how fruits and vegetables kind of play a role too. But when you are first feeding a child and you're introducing solid foods, you always want to introduce vegetables first because they don't taste as good as fruit. And if you give mm -hmm. them the fruit, like the, the sweet and the goodness, they'll probably like, they'll spit out the vegetables. So you always mm -hmm. want to introduce the vegetables first and then you start introducing fruits and you want to do one new food at a time when you're working with children. And also in adulthood, if you have some food sensitivities, introduce one new food. You'll see how your body responds. If you get like a stomach cramping, if you get like any like mouth, like your mouth feels weird or whatever, then you might have a reaction. You might have a sensitivity to that and you might not want to eat that food or you might want to cut back on the amount of that food that you eat. And then for adults with fruits and vegetables, Fruits will not make you fat. Marcia can talk a little bit more about that. So fruits are good. They have fiber in them. Just make sure you're eating the whole intact fruit. There's so much good nutrition in fruits. And then in vegetables, a lot of times people, when they're eating beans or cruciferous vegetables, will con complain about a lot of bloating. So you might want to start off with a small amount of beans. Like we recommend having beans every day. But when you're first starting out, instead of having a half a cup of beans every day, you might have, want to have a quarter cup of beans maybe every other day until your body starts to become accustomed to them. And Chicken. do like hummus and stuff like that count as beans? Yeah, they okay. do. So but if they come in a can, where's that process? Like where, like, how do you draw that line with like, you know, like refried beans that you get in a can? Is that processed or are those good for you? Oh, those are processed. I eat refried beans all the time though, but they're processed. And chickpeas that come in the can, they've already been cooked. We're all for it. We both have an Instapot, so we can actually make them on our own. But you look at my counter, in my cabinet right now, I've got chickpeas, black beans, kidney beans, uh, refried beans, but they're no-fat refried beans. I have all the beans in a can, and I also have them dry. Do you. You've got to do what works better for you. 
And if canned beans are going to get you to eat the beans, eat the canned beans. You don't have to get an Instapot. We love our Instapot, but you know what? You got to do what works for you. And eating the beans is more important than the health you're getting them, in my opinion. At mm -hmm. least right. Well, I also know this because I, I am very sensitive to beans. So um, I know that canned beans, because we're among friends here, will give you more gas than the Instapot beans. So just know that. So you can What is an beans. Instapot? So an Instapot is like pressure life cooker. Changing. Okay. It is life changing. It is life changing. It's a pressure cooker, but instead of cooking like my parents, I grew up Hispanic. We would make giant thing, a big pressure cooker thing of beans that would last for like two weeks. And this pressure cooker was so huge, and it literally sat in the stove and cooked for hours. Whereas the Instapot. They do it in 12 minutes. You can cook beans in 12 minutes. And it, it pressurizes it to where it makes it less gaseous, per se, because sometimes the beans that you buy in a can, especially if they're not organic, non-BPA lining, they're more processed type of bean, it will make you gassier. It just will. But if you create, like I would say, get an Instapot. They're, not very, they're like 79 bucks. So you get them on Amazon for 79 bucks. Put it on you guys need to get a uh, branded uh, plant chick <laughs> Instapot. We, we do. No, we do have an Instapot in our link. And we're going to be sending, like everyone who's watching this, we'll give a link to get our plant chicks pantry guide. And there's a link in there for the Instapot as well. Yes, but it, it definitely, if you can make a big pot of beans, you can eat off of it all week, and the Instapot beans will make you less gassy than the beans that are canned. So, but if, like I said, Jackie said, if you're transitioning off a bunch of, like, highly processed foods and meats, then, yeah, you could do the canned thing. But we do notice throughout our journey, I mean, I've been on this 10 years, that the canned beans will make you, or restaurant beans, for some reason, will make you gassier than your beans that you cook at home. So. And one of the reasons it, with when you're making them at home, you'll soak the beans overnight or at least for six hours. You throw out the water that the beans are soaking in, and then you'll cook them. And the soaking of the beans, discarding that water, and that helps to decrease the enzymes and everything that are in the beans, so you get a little bit less gassy. And then the, it's the mung beans and the chickpeas that are the least gassy beans, so you want to probably start off with those. Ah, and avocado or superfood? Is that uh, you guys fans? Love avocado. All right, so guacamole, good. Why not? Yes. Bad. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and one of the things that we recommend, literally. So I love that you asked if avocado is a superfood, and one of the things that we personally say is we will take a diversity of plants, 30 to 40 different plants every week over any superfood. So there's all these superfood elixirs, there's chlorella, there's, um, there's all, all the different kale, whatever, but literally eat 30 to 40 different plants. You don't have to be hundred percent plant-based, but eat 30 to 40 different unique plants in one week. Literally keep a list, see what you're doing and you're going to help up your gut right there. That's so, but th so those like super green, super greens, or any of those, you're not a fan of of those drinks or putting them in a shake or what have you, spirulina and, and some of those other. It's extra. It's not okay. something I'm going to rely on. I literally I posted something on Instagram today. I did a little bit of yoga. I have an ultimate elixir every day. It's 25 superfoods, but literally I'm not relying on my elixir every day. I'm relying on my. 40 plus unique plants every week that I'm eating. And that elixir is just more power to me. Yeah, because the, the 
real fruits and vegetables that are attached to fiber, vitamins, minerals, nutrients that have all these healing properties that when you start eating, digestion begins a mouth. It's going to start breaking down and healing your body and reducing inflammation, feeding your good gut bacteria. It does all this great chemical reactions in your body. When you have that superfood that's powder, think about it. I don't care if it comes in the amber jar and it's organic raw and it's all this stuff. It's still processed a way to get there even though they ground it down to a powder and it's not as potent it really is not as potent as if you have a live living fruit or vegetable so it, we say it's insurance or maybe for people who, who can't in the beginning eat lots of vegetables that are just adjusting to a high fiber diet then yes you might want to have that for insurance and like jackie and i said we do this for insurance we don't do it to rely right. like like i don't think i need a multivitamin but i do it for insurance just in case so, you know, what you need to do on a, a plant, whole food plant-based diet is make sure you have a B12. Other than that, just rely on the diversity of plants to feed your gut microbiome and you will feel your best. But, you know, I take some of the, you need to take a bunch of supplements. We get that all the time. I, back in the day, I took a ton of supplements. Yes. Today, if you look at my cabinet, I have two things, <laughs> multivitamin B12, and then I have the little elixir powder and that's it. And other than that, it's my, if you look at my fridge or my pantry, that is where my supplements are, is my food. So. How about juicing, uh, masticating versus the spinning thing? And, and what is the, uh, the verdict on uh, juicing? Right. There's definitely great quality juicers like the masticating and stuff like that. We get that because we were all into juicing. But when we started learning about the process, the juice does pull out a lot of fiber. So you have the other part where you have all the fiber, that little doughy part when you juice it, it does pull from it. If you're transitioning to a low fiber diet to high fiber, we think juicing is great. I like juicing for a snack, but it's not something that I would rely on, okay? You wanna make sure you, you have fiber because the fiber is what feeds the gut microbiome. Fiber is the magic food. And a lot of people, that's the magic pill. Like people, people don't want to believe it, but fiber. So can we get the fiber pills? Those would be good. A fiber gummy? No, no, no fiber pills. None of the, none of the poop teas or fiber pills that people want to get. No, no Metamucil or prune juice. We want real whole food fibers that's attached to fruit, vegetable, nut, seed, grain. That what doesn't have fiber is animal products. No meat. Meat does not have fiber. Um, oils don't have fiber because a lot of people rely on oils. Minimize your oils. You want to eat, like, instead of avocado oil, you want to have avocado. Instead of coconut oil, you rather eat the real coconut. Because when even if it's first organic, cold-pressed olive oil, the olive oil is still processed. And it's very calorically dense. And there's really not a lot of nutrients that will heal you versus, say, the healthy fat of a olive has fiber. Olive oil has no fiber. You're going to gain a lot more weight <laughs> for your body with olive oil versus olives. So a lot of times people go into the plant-based lifestyle, they're, they're having tons of oils. And I'm like, whoa, let's chill off on the oils. You can still have healthy fat, but in the form of avocados, ol uh, olives, nuts, seeds, um, different like, you know, chia seeds, flax seeds, those kind of seeds, you know, pumpkin. How about seeds. hemp? Has that been? Uh, yeah. Hemp seeds, built. yeah. 
yeah, it's a healthy protein and a fat because some of these serve a protein and fat, some that have a dual purpose, and hemp is one of those. But yeah, just trying to get those fats that are attached to fiber. You have two types of fiber, soluble and insoluble, and you want to make sure you get both types of fiber. Just like in your muscles, you have type A and type B for the muscle fibers. So like the runners have one type of fiber, muscle fiber, so does the weightlifters. They have another type of fiber, right? And then you have the people who have both. Well, you want to make sure you get both types of fiber food and fiber in your body as well. It's not just about the fiber, you know, just like, oh, let me go get this little stir thing and drink it. And we have people that come from these paleo diets, keto diets, that are on these kind of Metamucil type fiber thing. I don't know what they're drinking. And the only thing we would suggest if you're going to drink it, maybe a psyllium husk, because that there is proven to make you go to the bathroom and have a lot more fiber, that type of stuff. But no, you want to make sure you're getting it from a variety of plants at the end of the day. Yeah, and one of the things, we don't want people to get so like caught up in, oh, how much soluble and insoluble fiber am I getting? If you're eating four, 30 to 40 plus unique plants a week, you're getting plenty. You're good. Well, it sounds like uh, if people are going to be getting into this, they're going to need your support because just the idea of 30 or 40 different plants a week just uh, intimidated me. And I'm going, well, I don't. Uh, You're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I got broccoli. Okay. I, I don't know if I could name 30 or 40 plants. Uh, no less hundreds of thousands of them. Uh, so wh where do, uh, where does one go to learn more about you? What is the website? And you could send it to me and I'll put it in the description, but I'll also say it out loud so people could maybe get there now. Plantchecks.com, P-L-A-N-T-C-H-I-C-S. And we've got everything on our website. We also have our Facebook page and our Facebook group and Instagram. Come join us on Instagram too. Plant and that is what's just plant chicks. Walking out. Awesome. If you're on TikTok, we're happening on TikTok, you guys. We, we like to dance on TikTok, so come see us there. You got it all. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for, for sharing. Um, this has been a, a fantastic education for me as well. Um, is there any last words that you'd like to, to share? Any final words of advice? Uh, some food for thought, uh, pun intended, that people could... Um, nosh on while they investigate how to do more with you yes oh, well, oh, go ahead. thank you so much for having us we really appreciate you bringing us on this live on your podcast and we have three things one we want you to master one thing if you're wanting to start on your wellness journey find one thing you want to do if it's wanting to eat more plants to eat more plants at breakfast get that like Iron that out, master that, and then move on to the next thing. Number two, find your community. Find your tribe. We invite you to come over to the Plant Chicks tribe. Have fun. If you're not having fun, you're not going to stick with it. And please, 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 number three, join us on your plant on the Plant Chicks Challenge starting July 30th. A lot of times when 20th. People, oh, I keep saying that. July 20th. Yes, thank you. A lot of times when people want to get fit, one of the things they have to do is sign up for a race. Instead of signing up for a race, sign up for our Plant Chicks Challenge. It starts July 20th. You can and if, if they missed it, you do it multiple times a year. So don't feel like if you missed the date or you have something going on, you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to engage in that challenge because I have a wedding or whatever coming up, some excuse that is irrelevant. Don't make that one, but just in case. Yeah. Um, there's also, you, you'll be doing this multiple times a year. So this is something I'm sure people do multiple times anyway. It's not that they do it just once. It's a part of the tune-up. 
I would that's, imagine. I mean, that's, the, that's one of the beauties of our programs as well. Once you purchase the, any of our plant chicks programs, you have open access, unlimited access to it. So you don't have to keep paying over and over and over again. So once you buy it, you have it. And we do encourage you to do it at least four times a year. Beautiful. And Marcia, any final words? No, I think Jackie pretty much summed it up. We just invite you to try it. Invite to have more plants in your plate. Try a new food. Try a new plant that you've never tried before and just challenge yourself. Beautiful. Well, thank you both so much. I love you for who you are and who you aren't. Thank you for keeping the, the positive energy going and, and being beacons of light for people to create an even deeper bit of healing to connect to their mind, body, and spirit. So thanks again so much. And we look forward to um, more adventures in the future. Thank you for having us. Thank, Thank you. you. You guys rock. Thank you so much for stopping by and hanging with us and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast right here and we look forward to serving you even more remember download your free guided hypnotic meditation at guidedhypnotic.com that's guidedhypnotic.com where you'll get your free anxiety busting meditation we look forward to serving you, and if you have any questions, comments, please feel free to reach out. All right, we love you for who you are and who you aren't. God bless.